gonna look twice at you Until I see the Christ in you Welcome to the Faith Walking Meditations. This is a conversation, a platform or a space of conversation that intersects, uh, I would say, two things. One is the experience that we have uh, as faith walkers, as part of the faith walking community, in the middle of the processes and the spiritual formation journey that we all share. And the second thing that comes in the space is uh, the idea of spiritual practices, especially contemplative spiritual practices that become part, fundamental part of that process. We have been talking for several weeks already uh, about the ruthless elimination of hurry, following the, the book of John Mark Comer and uh, allowing that to infl influence us. And it has been a good influence. I found it uh, pretty helpful. And uh, we are close to the end. Uh, we have uh, considered the problem and the solution, and we have considered a, considered a rule of life and the need of practices that in a very clear way, uh, become uh, an alternative to modern life. And uh, this alternative is, uh, is, it offers some level of resistance to, to the rhythm, especially of, of modern life. So uh, today we're going to talk about the slowing, slowing down, right, as a practice, a spiritual practice. And um, in the during or through the chapter, uh, the author invites us to recognize the value of slowing down. We have talked about Sabbath. We said we have talked about simplicity. We have talked about silence and solitude, and uh, now the conversation is about the slowing. And um, let me read. This is a quote directly from the book John Mark Comer says, if we can slow down both the pace at which we think and the pace at which we move our bodies to the world, maybe we can slow down our souls to a pace at which they can taste and see that the Lord is good and that life in his world is good too. I think it's a very beautiful quote. And uh, I love the um, capacity of of, uh, of the author to bring this to the, I call it the incarnation of it, right? The idea is that we need to slow down, not in theory, <laughs> but in practice. And this uh, is not just knowing that we need to slow down is not completely helpful. Right, we we know, right? We know we know that we need to work out, and we know that we need to eat healthy, and we know a lot of stuff. The hard part is doing it, and I like how he puts puts it. Right, it is slowing of our thinking, and this is slowing of our doing, right? Our bodies, literally incarnation, and I think there is a very good case for slowing down uh, in this season of of our history of. Our, the world, uh, the premise of the book and the premise of many of the conversations that we have had has been uh, the fact that everything is going pretty fast. We live in a world that is 
past and faster and trying to go faster and admiring and looking for quicker. And I have in mind, you know, conversations with people who come for counseling, right? And when you talk about counseling, they talk about some soul healing, right? In many different ways. But some of them come wanting, okay, give me, give me the, come on, fix me, right? It is not different than the approach that we have with a car. Uh, that's my analogy, right? We want to put a car in the shop and say, fix it for me, please, and fix it quickly so I can come pick up my car and keep going, right? And we think of many aspects uh, like that, um, that we want to be fixed in the same way. I'm aware of imagining that, uh, you know, we cannot approach sickness that way, right? That if we have a diagnosis, that especially it's a diagnosis that is serious, we cannot come and say, okay, fix me, right? I have cancer. Just fix it. Open, fix what is, and, and let's keep going. Much less our souls, right? There is no quick fix. Things and healing, the good, good things and natural things, and the things that God had has created take time. And uh, it, it seems that we are bending reality, right? In, in, because we can. We can have faster cars and faster uh, devices and faster ways of communicating. And you, you get my point. So this is a challenge. Slowing down is boring. I can imagine. <laughs> this is boring for some of my kids. And we need to learn to walk slowly. So think of that. The opposite of hurry is slowing down. And uh, the author invites us to, to consider with him, uh, or consider his rules, right? He puts this as the rules, right? The, the, the rules kind of an, of a game. And uh, it, it is a game about healing, but he talks about this as rules. And he is very, very adamant. These rules are not necessarily found in the Bible. This is not something that pretends to be doctrinal or, uh, you know, make a case like that. But these are rules that are, pretend to be practical. So how do you live a life that is going to a slower pace? So here we go. And I think this is the conversation, right? 20 ideas. I'm going to pretty much read them and make, if, if I need to make a brief comment and then invite you to, to participate and, and share how is this for you. So first rule, uh, drive at speed limit. Well, there you go. Yes, Jesus didn't have a car, <laughs> right? So this is not in the, in the Old Testament or the New Testament. But it is part of our lives, right? Especially uh, here in the United States, many countries of the world, we drive. And, uh, you know, we created these highways or, or a fast ways to get from one point to another. And the invitation is to drive at speed limits as a way of slowing down your life. That's a novel idea. And very helpful. You know, I notice the how that goes through the window, right? When I am in a hurry. And how I pretend that I can gain, what, three minutes, four minutes? 
that's the end, all that I can gain by risking my own life and the life of other people. And uh, sometimes we might be not the ones speeding, but we see the people speeding to us. But I don't know what happens in your soul when you see a car doing a uh, fast, uh, you know, movement close to you. It is, it is challenging, but that's one of the rules. A second one, get into the slow lane. Kind of the same idea. I remember thinking of, of the slow lane as something that uh, we might, uh, you know, judge. As here's the people, the cars are really old, or, or we might even say people who are really old driving there, scared and afraid of the speed. But the truth is, is that is that's my mother, that's my father, that's me, people that I do care, right? That's That will be me, and that's me in many ways. What... What if I slow and drive in that lane? Come to a full speed at the stop sign. You don't have much time. That was, when I came to the United States, that was a novel thing for me. <laughs> because in Ecuador, we have stop signs. In Spanish, we put pare, that means to stop, right? And really, I don't remember ever anybody fully stopping. It means more like reduce your speed and look, and if nobody's coming, keep going. Is that, should that become a full stop at the stop sign? Full stop. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense what it's worded. Thank you very much. I wrote it wrong. Come to a full stop at the stop sign. Not the full stop. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yes. Uh, next one is don't text and drive. That is the idea of multitasking. We multitask. We accomplish several things at the same time. And the truth is we don't. We really don't. Which is risk. Number five, show five minutes early for an appointment and show up without your phone. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I like how he says, what would you do with five extra empty minutes? My gosh, there's nothing to do because you're already there. And there's no phone to scroll, no, no text to respond or no email to check. Five minutes to breathe, five minutes to see around you, to observe, you know, to, to maybe describe what you're seeing. Five minutes to center. Number six, Getting the longest checkout line at the grocery store. I like this one. And did, let me tell you what, is it, what I like in, in his invitation. First is that we don't want to, right? I mean, so that, that takes something more of me. Yeah, I'm always trying to get into the fast thing. But the second is that uh, actually you now are invited most of the grocery stores to interact with the machine because it's faster, right? You just click, 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 and you pay and buy. You don't have to say good morning or good afternoon. You don't have to smile at anybody. So that's what I like it. You know, the, the humanizing part of getting into a, a line and slowing and thinking, maybe praying and interacting with another human being. I, I recognize how much that's a challenge for me. So number seven, Turn your smartphone into a smartphone into a dumb phone. Okay, that's the kind of the smart to dumb is the, is the play of words. 
and that he suggests is no email, you know, dis disconnect the email in your phone, nor social media, or at least, you know, as much as you can, no web browser, no notifications, no news, no unuseful apps, try to consolidate the apps in a way that it looks everything very simple, two or three things in your screen, no more. And turning your in, your phone into grayscale instead of all colorful. And all that has a, 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 a reason. But um, I have to admit, I haven't done all of these, but a lot of this, you know, I tried to reduce a lot of this stuff. And especially what comes to mind when I was reading is the no-notifications. I remember how much, even in my computer, right? I don't want to be notified, everybody. Every time that something happens, I get a little bit anxious when I get to a website and says, uh, this website is, a lot, is asking you to send you notifications or to check your, your location. Say, so, hey, I don't need that. I don't have any conspiracy theory thing that actually you might make. You might make a case that is a, is a thing, but I don't want all of this immediacy of stuff going on in my life. So that's the idea. Then number eight, let's go quicker. Get a flip phone or ditch your cell phone altogether. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if we can do that, but if you can, what about that? Number nine, I like it. Parent your phone. Put it to bed early <laughs> and make it sleep in. Yeah, sleeping is good. Number 10, keep your phone off until after your quiet time, your time with the Lord. Uh, number 11, set times for email. One time, one hour of the day, maybe twice, and that's the only time that you, you go. I, I just, we, we live in this world and we are supposed to be available 24, I don't know if 24-7, but during the day, all the time. 12, set a time and a, set a time uh limit a time and a time limit for social media or just get off it if you are into social media i think i have gotten off it i i, I my profiles are there but i i don't ever see it or i don't know i don't remember when was the last time i checked 13 kill your tv he's using this slogan that was famous time ago that pretty much he said try not to have a tv right don't waste your time watching. And right now, I, the people don't watch much TV. There's a lot more of devices, but uh, try to manage that uh, aspect of your life wisely. 14, single task, not multitasking, right? Choose one thing at a time. It is challenging. And uh, the older I get, I think that I am better at this <laughs> or I wasn't multitasking. Uh, 15, walk slower intentionally. 16, take a regular day alone for silence and solitude. A day for you to retreat and to be in the presence of God. Number 17, take up journaling. Some of the practices that we will work at the faith walking. 18, experiment with mindfulness and meditation. There's a lot that I could say about that. I really like that and because of the counseling arena i i kind of know a little bit more that i, I used to about the value 
uh, of mindfulness and meditation, especially when you add the element of, of uh, Christian mindfulness and meditation, the feeling of that in your heart. 19, if you can take long vacations, this is a long shot too, right? But the point that he makes is it takes time to slow down. And we take sometimes a week vacation and it is pretty short. We haven't slowed down and we are coming back. So his point is try to slow down by taking longer time. And that might not be possible for many of us, but um, at least becoming aware of it, you can prepare for vacations in a different way. I just kill it, right? Until the very last day that I leave to vacation. No wonder vacation is always starts super hard because I have overdone it. It might be different if I slow down as I come to the vacation so I can have more time with a, a slower pace. And finally, uh, number 20, cook your own food and eat in. I think that makes, makes a, a whole point, right? Uh, don't need to do the fast food and all that is also very convenient, but not so good. Actually, it's healthier for you. He encourages to make our own list and say, well, those things are things that he does. He, he, he you know, has some level of success. Maybe you're experienced about it, but what could be your list? So anyway, slowing down in a very practical way. So let's let's open it for conversation. Uh, I offer the, the questions, you know, where do you need to slow down? You know, what what with each area of your life is in need of a slowing down? Um, or in which area have you slowed down already? And what has been the impact? And um, what about the rules? What are the rules that you say, well, this is kind of helpful and challenging? Or what is uh, something that you have tried in the past? So I'd love to hear your comments. Let me start with Trish. How is this for you? There we go. Had a hard time unmuting. Um, it was funny how he talked about setting up the rules and what a rule follower he is. And he talks about how he's a J on the Myers-Briggs. And I am too, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> and it's, um, I'm almost, I'm not anti-rules because I do like structure, but I like, I'm always trying to find that, you know, happy medium or whatever in there. And where do I need to slow down? Um, I cannot think of a specific place or area in my life where I need to slow down, maybe on my, with my smartphone a little bit. Um, but I've been very intentional of how I, you know, loosely structure my day. I know that I have to have margin in between activities or I start to um, develop anxiety a lot. And so I know that when I'm starting to feel anxious about something, there's too many things going on in the daytime, I need to pull back. Um, one of the suggestions that he had in there was, you know, showing up early for an appointment, which is something that I try to practice on every 
thing that I do because now I do take my phone with me. It's not without a phone, but it's if I know I'm going to be waiting for a little while or I don't know how long I'm going to be waiting for, I will bring a book because I'm, I love to read. Um, but I have found that just being consistently early for appointments allows me to settle in to where I'm going to take a deep breath, you know, just observe my surroundings and to really be there instead of just jumping from one activity into the next one. And um, that's that's been super helpful. And especially living in as large a city as Houston is, because if I'm going anywhere in the car, which is usual, because um, I don't live down in the city, it's I have to schedule time. I have to look at the maps. I have to know how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take me now with traffic? And when I'm adding some extra time on the end, then what's that going to look like? So it's anytime I have appointments or I'm going into town, it's um, not just scheduling the time itself, but the margin around it. And um, that's been the most helpful. I think because he was talking about, I don't text and drive. Um, I do try to come to a full stop at stop signs. But when he was talking about all of the car things, and because I'm in my car a lot in Houston, when he got to like going to the longest checkout line at the grocery store, which, yeah, I'll do that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but he said something interesting that still had me thinking in the context of driving at the bottom of 225, he said it's wise to regularly deny ourselves from getting what we want, whether through a practice as intense as fasting or as minor as picking the longest checkout line. That way, when somebody else denies us from getting what we want, we don't respond with anger. We're already acclimated. We don't have to get our way to be happy. And because I think I was already thinking about driving and all the cars that are on the road here in Houston, I thought about how appropriate that was to what we see in road rage. Road rage, road rage here in Houston is a very real and dangerous thing. I mean, I've known people, I know people personally that have been victims of that. And I thought, well, that's kind of it. I mean, no wonder it's increased because we are ex we expect to get everything quickly. And right, you know, fix it quickly, like what you said, or, you know, tapping our foot in front of the microwave to hurry up. Um, and so when we're going from that, and then if somebody cuts us off in traffic, of course, people are going to explode if they haven't had to do any waiting or anything up to that point in time. That's that's what came to mind when I when I was reading that. Um, I also thought about, you know, at, at our time. Our stage of life, being as empty nesters, and of course, Marcus, I know you have young ones, but I remember my kids getting bored like when, well, they knew not to tell me they were bored at home because I was quick to engage them with a chore and they would be like, oh, no, they, they knew, no, don't tell mom you're bored. But if we'd be out and they were having to wait and they were getting impatient and I just used to, and it's not that I was so patient, but I just said, well, you know, me too. Get used to it because a lot of life is boring. A lot of life is not being entertained. A lot of life is waiting. Um, so they learned not to ask to tell me that too, because they didn't like that answer. Um, but really, I could have told myself that because so much of life is waiting and taking it slower. So 
That's wonderful, Trish. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I especially think, you know, also how those practices change in different seasons, in different mm-hmm. moments of life too, but um, they're still all very relevant. Yes. Right? So, so let me, let me continue. Um, Laura, what about you? I really enjoyed this. This was when I first did faith walking as core four, the slowing was one of the spiritual disciplines that was most impactful for me because I tend to not have enough margin in my life. Um, And then as I was revisiting it um, the past week or so, I was thinking I I need to re-implement some of these things because I've fallen back into um, some bad habits. So where do I need to slow down? I think definitely margin. Um, Like I liked the, you know, I'm actually going to pull up that slide that has the um, suggestions. Um, so I really tend to like do things at the last minute. Like I want to sleep in until as late as possible that I can still get to what I need to do on time. Um, I want to leave as late as possible to, you know, drive somewhere like it's, it's bad. Um, I really, <laughs> I want to start, um, trying to get places earlier. Um, I am pretty good about not speeding i tend to one of the things i did and it i don't think it was on the list that i started doing years ago when i did faith walking was driving in the far right lane anytime there's more than one lane um and not passing anyone like i would just intentionally stay um you know in the slowest lane and force myself to uh take my time and when i was doing that consistently it did help me to have to leave a little bit earlier and stuff um but i have I still tend to stay in the right lane, but I have gotten, and I don't speed, but I've gotten out of the habit. Um, so now I'm late uh, because I, because I leave at the last minute and then I still make myself go in the slow lane. So it's, it's not a good combo. Um, I do like the going to things without your phone. I do that sometimes. Uh, I leave my phone in the car for quick things. Like if I'm picking up um, something or if I'm just going into the store for, you know, a quick thing or like going to, pick up food to go or something like that, even though I know I might be waiting in line. Um, I appreciate that. And like what, what Trish said, I think so often, you know, when I was young, we did a lot of waiting, I, not even young. I mean, I still do some waiting and kids now they don't wait, even adults. It, it, um, is mind blowing to me. Like people are just on their phones all the time at restaurant, waiting for your food, waiting in line. Um, and my kids tend to too. I, I don't have, I, we only have, I have three still at home, but they're not little. Um, but they'll say, you know, it's bore something's boring. It's, you know, if we're waiting for 30 seconds or so, you know, I think this, we want to be entertained constantly. Um, and I even told, so I told the 12 year old twins, we were, um, they were bored when we were on vacation, we were on vacation in Orlando, Florida, and they were bored. And, um, but I said something about, because we were waiting for something. We were in line or whatever, but, you know, like Universal Studios. And, um, but it wasn't, you know, I said, you know, when I was a kid, like you just waited in line, like you just waited everywhere. You just went to the doctor and you just sat there in a waiting room and maybe they had magazines or maybe you just sat there, you know, you didn't have a phone, you didn't have, you didn't have TVs um, or the grocery store or at a restaurant. I mean, everywhere, you just, you just waited and you talked to the people you were with or you, you know, maybe thought about things or you made a grocery list. I don't know, but we weren't constantly having to have things in our mind. Um, and even now, like I do the parent, my phone thing, we put, I put my phone out, I leave it out in the kitchen 
I put it up before like a, you know, a while before I go to bed and then I get up and I don't look at it for a while. Um, and that is something that I, I like to do. I'm like, I don't want that to be the last thing I do before bed. And I don't want it to be the first thing I do in the morning is like starting in my day with a phone. Although I do have a smartphone. I didn't get a smartphone for a long time. Um, and I don't have a TV. Um, I like the setting times for email. I think I might try that one because it's easy for me to get sucked into like checking my work email all the time. Um, and I do journal, uh, so yeah. And social media is a big time suck for me. I, um, and I probably need to do something about that. Um, but I like, yeah, they're challenging for me because they require me to do more planning and have more margin. Um, they all seem appealing. I like the idea. I aspire to having a slower, more simplified life with more margin. Um, I just have a tough time implementing it because there are so many good things. There are good things that I want to spend um, my time on. So it's hard sometimes to have to say no to things uh, so that I have the time to do other things well, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's It's tough for me to prioritize you. sometimes. Thank you. No, that's pretty clear. Yeah. Thank you. Is that I like the aspiration? You know, we aspire, and that's the beginning. So, excellent, uh, Judy. Yeah, this is. These are good questions, and and um, I've given a lot of thought to this. One sentence I really liked in the chapter um, was on page uh, two twenty, when he says, "Again, the truism: we achieve inner peace." when our schedules align with our values. And I think that should be a mantra of mine um, to, as I'm, as I'm looking at things to schedule, okay, does this line up with, with who I am and with what I, what I hold um, dearly, um, who I want to be. Um, the driving is not a problem for me because I'm a, I'm a timid driver. So I drive at the speed limit and I stay in the slow lane Though today I did have to pass somebody. Um, and it was really funny. I had planned to meet with a friend, which is why I was late. And I told you about that. And as I was driving down the road, she sent me a text to tell me she was already at the restaurant. This was at 1120. And we were supposed to meet at noon, I thought. She thought we were supposed to meet at 1130. And I have a 30-mile drive to get to her. So suddenly there was this pressure to... Uh, drive a little bit faster because I felt terrible that she was sitting there by herself. Um, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling of, of feeling rushed. I am a person that arrives at, at things early most of the time. I'd much rather be there and take a deep breath than be running in at the last minute. Um, in the section on meditation, when he was talking about the different things we can think as we're breathing in and breathing out, one that I read recently that I just loved was to use the, the initials Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. The Y-H is the intake and the W-H is the exhale. And, and so we're, we're praying as we're breathing. And I loved that idea because that is, you know, if, if we're, that is almost the sound we make when we breathe in and we breathe out. So that one, um, I even wrote that in my book so I would remember that in the future. Yeah, I don't know. 
The cell phone is an issue because that is the way I am connected with the students and the college, and I can't turn it off. I have to have it on 24-7 at this point. So um, I need to manage it, and I need to learn to manage it well. But I want to give Sol a chance to say something before we have to go, so that's good for me. Thank you very much, Judith. I love it. I love that. The, the Yahweh breathing It's a good reminder. So, what about you? Uh, I think I have a bad connection. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, every every class needs to have the slow student, and I'm the slow student in this class, meaning that I'm the fast student <laughs> because I went down this list that I go, I violate just about every one of these. <laughs> I, I don't text when I drive. But I'm not the others. <laughs> I can't even imagine driving in the slow lane. I can't even imagine getting in the, the long line of in the grocery. Are you kidding? <laughs> so anyway, I got a long way to go. And uh, <laughs> you know, the, it speaks to me though, seriously, of a mindset. And my, my mindset is to move along. And I've always been like that. I run fast. I, <laughs> it's just, I move fast. And so that's been my mindset for uh, 76 years. So there's a lot that has to happen to, <laughs> to, to move this. Um, but I do see value. I think, I think one thing... Like I say, most of my story is not helpful for this. But but one thing I can say, because my wife and I talked about this, um, is that I can sit still someplace indefinitely. And without without the phone before me or without anything, I I have the ability to just to just be. And um Although sometimes I don't view that necessarily as positively. It's positive because I'm feeling like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not making any progress. I'm wasting my time because I'm just sitting there. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to have to have this before me, so, uh, because I do think, I would like to see to see myself move more toward a mindset that's aligned with this. I think before I can actually practice anything, I've got I have to right now. I mean, this is not appealing to me. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of like I've got I've got to. It's not going to be helpful if. If I'm in a slow lane, but I'm fine, but I'm have all this anxiety, it's not going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This guy is just not my temperament type at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you. But I, and actually, I was going to say I have I I did read I have read some things about research about 
like like when you're zipping changing lanes that the 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 research is that typically that saves almost no time yeah and uh, it, it's minuscule and and about multitasking that the research shows that in a way it's a that's a misnomer that you only have so much bandwidth that it's just you're applying it to a variety of things instead of focusing on a particular thing. So it's like you're taking from one place and giving it to another or spreading it. And it, and so it's not necessarily uh it's not necessarily accomplishing what you'd like to think it is. Yeah. Definitely. So thank you. And I take that that is a lot of space to improve, right? The idea is to uh, yeah, the practice of this is, I, I like how Thomas Kirin put it, is the attention and the intention, right, that comes into it. So it's more than random, is the practice of something that is mindful. Well, thank you. Thank you all. I want to respect the time. We're a few minutes over. And uh, hopefully next time we will gather for uh, an extended conversation about uh, final considerations about all of this. Let me share, as we usually do, the blessing and be done for today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Gonna look twice at you Until I see the Christ in you Till I'm looking through the eyes of love Till I'm looking through the eyes of